today we're going to talk about being a king. Being a king. Like, that is on the wish list of every little boy when he reads the, the fairy tales, you know, the stories of the king who has the power and the, the uh, riches and he has servants and he has all of the things that the king has. And, and I believe that every man, every boy is intrigued with that concept, right? That we want to be a king. And what we sometimes run into within our own families, a lot of times in our own cultures and religions is that, wait a minute, like we shouldn't actually have that. That is selfish to have that. And I'm here to say that is not selfish. And I'm not saying we are owed it. I'm saying like every man desires that and every man wants that for himself. But the concept of what it takes to get there, that's not part of the fairy tale, right? We, it's kind of like Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, right? Like if I want to be a real life king, now I'm not saying a king of a country. I'm not saying king of the universe, king of the world, king of anything, but a king nonetheless of your domain, of your kingdom, what, however big or small, that's where it needs to start, right? But that doesn't start with just declaring that you, it by walking into a room and say, you know what, uh, I heard this podcast and I'm going to go home and declare to my wife who has picked up the slack, who's picked up my crown and, and has actually run the kingdom uh, while I've been fishing and hanging out in my man cave, like I'm just going to go home and declare that. Like I can tell you right now, that is not going to work too good. Or perhaps you're here because you have found out that it doesn't work too good. And maybe you're on the verge of being booted from your own kingdom. And you may have strong feelings that that's yours and how you've been cheated uh, out of something and, and how this person is cruel and, and the world is cruel. And, and now you're up to lose half of what you thought was your kingdom you know, and I'm here to say that, that having a kingdom and keeping a kingdom take a lot of work and it's not just work. It's not like you go to work and do your job and create financial security for your family because they need emotional security, right? And they need you to be secure in yourself and they need to trust that you will be there to protect and defend them, that you will be there to provide them, to hold the space that they can be the emotional human being that they are, and they're not going to rock your boat. You're, they're not, you're not going to fight with them because they have this emotion. You're going to actually develop the experiences and have the experiences that it takes to create the wisdom to be a king. All right. So now we're going to backtrack a little bit and start out, you know, at the time when we would listen to these fairy tales and we would have this and we would have the fantasy that we would grow up and we would have servants and nice stuff in, in, in a kingdom and, in all of this, and the part that very few fairy tales actually have, there's some, but where you have to go to war, right? And you have to fight for your kingdom, right? You have to defend, and it hurts. Like, war hurts. Like, you have to be able to to accept your role as a king to, to, to lead, not just lead people into battle and make them fight, is you need to be the number one guy out there. And not be the guy that, you know what, I will go and slay the dragon, you know, and, and win the, the heart of the fair maiden. It doesn't work that way. Like, you know, in today's world, the fair maiden has seen more wannabe kings or war, more wannabe princesses get slaughtered by the dragon because they have no freaking clue how to do it, right? The, the, the 
part of this is, is you have to do the homework. And if you had the great fortune, like I did, to have a dad, to have, in my case, even a grandpa, who actually taught you what it's like to be a king, that told you that it's okay to be a king, that shares their struggles, their hopes, their dreams, their failures, their hurts, they shared all of that with you, you know, so that you didn't have to actually experience those on your own. You could learn by by relating to it. That that's a huge blessing, and I and I don't take for granted that that greatness, you know, has been bestowed upon me by by those people. But we're going to kind of start from the beginning for people that are men who may not have had that, right? And I want to reinforce that you are worthy, right? For whatever guilt, for whatever anger you hold, because you weren't put in a place to be a king by your dad. Like he, maybe he wasn't a king. Maybe he didn't know how. Maybe his dad gave up on him. You know, that maybe that you even share the same struggle. And and what we're going to do here is we're just going to get some of this on the same path, right? And we're going to have to realize that some man in your family lineage had to have been a king and it may have to start with you. And that's going to be scary at times. It's going to be like ridiculous at times. It's going to be the exact opposite of what your culture tells you to do. Exact opposite of what your mom or your religion said is okay. The exact opposite of your friends, what they want and what they see and what they approve of, right? We're going to get past all of that and we're going to get it down to the basic instinct of wanting to be a king so bad. Like I, I grew up on a farm and I, and I watched, you know, it's not just the farm animals, right? We grew up and there's wild animals, but the, the idea that for an animal to be king of their domain, they're willing to die. Like they will fight to the death. Like that's what they do. And it may, it kind of awes me a little bit, the difference between humans, right? We don't have to physically fight to the death, but why are we not willing to put ourselves on the line that hard? And defend our people in our space and our kingdom that hard, right? We make it okay to to run off and and uh, abandon, you know, our our parents, our kids, our family, and and we go off and cry and uh, like, oh, this person hurt me, and it's like, no, you didn't step on be the king. They took your crown. In fact, you probably have never even earned a crown. So they have a crown and they didn't give it to you. Well, they didn't because they didn't want to die, right? They wanted someone that they could trust. And if it had to bend themselves, then it is. So we're going to start in a place where, number one, that it's okay to be the king and that we're going to affirm that you desire to be the king. Not thinking ahead forward, not thinking like, whoa, that's going to be a lot of work. You know, I really don't I really don't know if I really want to do all that. We're not even going in there, right? I, uh, My daughter one time uh, came home from school one day and we had a deal that that uh, they would they could go to this private school if they um, if they uh, you know purchased a car and so on. I would take care of the gas and I would take care of some other things, but they would have to buy the car initially. So my oldest daughter bought this piece of crap car, and it was grubby as crap, like from one of the guys that worked for me. Right? She made this deal and she worked out a payment deal with the guy. I was super. Super proud of it. I was not proud with my daughter having a grubby car, but she went, she cleaned it all up and uh, she was waitressing at the time and, and she came back from Walmart with, with uh, you know, seat covers and, and she got the car cleaned. It was nice. I was super impressed. And over time, after a couple of years, it was a, uh, but it was the kind of car, I guess, that you had to check the oil on, right? And, and we kept on that and 
And as the excitement of graduation came near, we kind of forgot to check the oil, right? Not me. That wasn't my responsibility. But anyway, so she, uh, about two weeks before graduation, the car engine uh, obviously has some problems just kind of out of oil. And she assumes that she will be taking my Audi to school the next couple days or till graduation. So after a short discussion, uh, we came to the conclusion that she could take it to school. And... But four o'clock, last day of school, the car parks and game over, right? So on the way home from school, between the school and our home was my office, right? And my kids would often stop in there and do their homework in the conference room or hang out with their friends or whatever it might be. And so she stopped there one day and she's showing me cars. And at this point, she she wasn't working, right? She had a, a lot going on with school and so on. So she's showing me on the internet, well, dad, what do you think about this car? And I'm like, you know, like a two-year-old Mustang. And I'm like, I'm thinking you don't have a job. That's what I'm thinking. And she had this idea that she was going to get an apartment with one of her friends. And she goes, well, what do you think about this apartment? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm kind of thinking you don't have a job. So we went through this a little bit. And a couple of days later, she came back and she kind of apologized for how that discussion went. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was just, you know, but we had a chance to have a really good discussion. And I said, I asked her, I said, well, you know, what do you want? Like, what do you really, really want? And she goes, I want to go to Spain. She was extremely good at languages. She tested out uh, at uh, the top level of languages at uh, uh, UWGB in Green Bay. And uh, so that was kind of her thing. She wanted to go to Spain. I'm like, well, then go to Spain. Like, quit spending all your time on plan A or plan B. You know, you don't need a car in Spain. You don't need an apartment in Spain. Like, you need to get your, your um, you know, you need to focus on plan A. And she said, yeah, but how can I, right? I don't have the money. I don't have this. And, and for whatever reason, a bunch of brilliance comes through. I mean, it happened a lot in my life where things actually come through, uh, um, come through me. And I said, well, um, you know, why, why don't you like, just go to Spain, like, just go to Spain. Like, it's not that hard. And, and she's coming back with, with all the reasons and the things that she, that she can't go. And I'm like, you haven't even decided to go yet. Right. Like you need to decide to go that you're going to go to Spain. Like right now, your brain is working on all the reasons you can't, but you've not made a decision you're going to go yet, right? So through the course of the conversation we worked through, and that had to happen like 10 times. And at the end, she declared that I'm going to go to Spain, right? She just, I'm going to go to Spain. Like, and I believed her, right? And I looked on Facebook the next day and she goes, I'm going to Spain, like on her Facebook page. And she, the school she was going to, uh, um, had some Spanish, uh, from Spain, uh, exchange to, and she, guess who's in the car when she came home the next day, those people. And my sister who worked for Heward Packard, um, on some of their international coordination, I'm not certain exactly what she did, but her boss, uh, lived in Madrid. And so she got a hold of my daughter and said, my boss is looking for an au pair, an English speaking uh, au pair. Uh, and, they got hooked up in the next time. It's a week before graduation. Um, and a week from the time decision was made, she was in Spain. Now, that was crazy. But the point of all that is really that you have to decide that you are the king and that you will be the king. Because if before that decision, like nothing's going to matter. Nothing I say, all the programs you buy, all of that is going to make no difference whatsoever until you decide that you're going to be that king. What needs to happen is you need to get a few of the obstacles out of the way. And I, and I don't know what they are for you. They may, in my case, 
they were uh, some guilt, right? I'm not worthy to be king. I knew in my heart and soul that I totally was, but I, I'm, I would have to fight through a number of battles, right? I would have to fight through the, the, uh, the situation with my mom, who, who would totally think that was arrogant, and, and fight through the peers and fight through some religion things and fight through, you know, a small community where I live, you know, some judgment. And, and whether it was real or not, I perceived it. And I had all of these reasons why I couldn't or shouldn't do this, or I couldn't be that, right? And so it took me a while. And the way I went about it is it was a, probably a little bit backdoor, right? I went and I was in a business, right? And I created some money. I bought the farm where I still live. I bought it when I was 22 years old and I paid cash. And I don't know if anybody knows that, but, but, um, I did some of these things secretly and, and not secretly. My parents obviously knew I bought the place, but I'm sure they thought I got a mortgage and I, I'd never shared with them exactly what I did and how I did it. So I kind of had my own little, little thing, but it's, it's hard if you don't have the support of other people, right? Like that's why kings need alliances with other kings, with other people that think like they do and, and desire to grow. And you can't build a kingdom without like some level of support. You can build one kind of, and you can have your family, but to actually build a kingdom that has wealth, that has, uh, you know, a, a spiritual connection to God and is not greed driven and a, and a, a community of, of kings and kingdoms that actually have a, build a sense of community and the idea that, that you're physically healthy, probably the, the, one of the most important elements of the whole situation. So that is, that's where we're going to start and we're going to start on this, uh, tomorrow, but at, you know, at that point, and we're going to, number one, we're going to get reason, rid of the reasons why, right? We're just going to go through the process just like it is with my daughter, right? The, all of the things that come at us that say, okay, you know what? That can't happen for me, right? I was born in this situation. I was born in this family, you know, and that's against God's will or, or you're a racist or whatever, whatever our culture and community throws at us these days. Like we're going to have to get past all that, right? We're going to have to get through all those things and make the decision that we are, in fact, we were born to be the king. We're going to be the king. We're going to provide that level of love and protection and freedom for our kingdom. And this, the core of that kingdom is our family, our woman, our kids, and our the alliances that we build with their kingdoms. Joel Portman again. Join us every five days. That's, that's every weekday, I guess. Uh, on our podcast, and we'll take a journey through the uh, King's Kids and Courage. Mm-hmm.